everybody. Welcome back to another episode, our second episode of the Deducation Podcast, where Courtney and I watch a scary movie and talk about it and then discuss what it would be like being an educator in that environment. Uh, I am one of your hosts, Mike. And I'm the other one, Courtney. And we are here in episode two to discover, not to, well, for you to discover, uh, but more to discuss the original 1984's Wes Craven classic, A Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, actually, I was looking up a little bit of trivia on here. It was actually selected uh, last year to be preserved in the National Film Registry at the Library of Congress for being culturally, historically, and aesthetically significant. Wow. So uh, something that I doubt Sleepaway Camp will ever receive. Probably not. But Nightmare on Elm Street <laughs> has. It is now a, a uh, congressionally recognized film for its impact uh, and it was a huge impact as a as a child that grew up through the eighties. Um, Freddy Krueger was everywhere. Um, I mean, and I'm not joking. It was. I mean, you've got this movie based on a like a serial child murderer that continues murdering beyond his death. And what do we do as Americans? We're like, you know what? We should probably put him on lunchboxes. And we should let little kids dress up like him as ha for Halloween. And it's like everything that should not be happening uh, in terms of recognizing uh, a mass murderer. We did it as a country. Uh, and I, and we just hang it on the fact that I guess it's fictional. You know, he wasn't a real child murderer. Yeah. We would never do that with a real child murderer. But we will gladly, uh, you know, make him culturally significant <laughs> otherwise. So, uh, but yeah, Nightmare on Elm Street. So, I, what are your thoughts? This is what I, I geek out so much about. <laughs> I liked this one. Um, it, it had some really good jump scares. And that mm -hmm. is probably, I, I don't want to say that I like being scared, but I, I do like to, I guess, be scared in the sense yeah. of watching the movie. Um, it had just the right amount of gore. Although the blood was a little too obviously fake, but I mean, times have changed, but I really, I really did like the jump scares in it and just overall the movie. Yeah. Really. There's only like four deaths in yeah. this movie. You've got, uh, Tina's death, Rod's death, um, Glenn's death, and then mom's death. Yeah. That's it, you know. So as as the sequels roll out, there are more and more deaths, and they are more and more extravagant and more and more fantastic, um, you know. But really, this was, you know, for the most part, it was just a straight slasher with only four four murders. You've got, you know, you could argue this is a, you know a big feminist movie, as we've got a a lead character female that doesn't rely on, you know doesn't rely on some male counterpart to save the day. You know, she's not a damsel in distress. Yeah. Nancy has earned her place for sure. Um, and so let's talk a little bit about the plot. Uh, you know, what, what, anything significant jump out? Um, I say, cause I, you know, we could go point by point through the plot, but I'm curious cause I was excited. Cause after I knew you like Sleepaway camp. And like I told you last week, I knew this movie was going to be just a better a, a better made film. Um, and I knew there were more jump scares because this was, this was more scary. Like Sleepaway Camp wasn't, there was nothing no. to be afraid of in that movie. Uh, but there was dread. There was tension. There was 
suspense and of course just you know the jump scares and uh i remember i was watching parts of it with my wife and i was just so like almost trying to guess like oh that's gonna get her oh that's gonna get courtney oh that's gonna that's gonna make her jump um and so that that was that was the fun part for me was watching it almost through like a fresh set of eyes as to because i've seen this movie so many times um so many times and so, uh, how does this movie start out? Do you, do you remember? Yeah, so, I mean, she basically is, they're having a dream, or she's having a dream, mm-hmm. isn't she? Tina, yes. yeah, Tina is. And she's in this huge boiler room, warehouse type thing, and she's running it's... away from somebody. Yeah. And that was, see, I didn't. I didn't really know that this was all based off of or like Freddy Krueger was coming to them through their dreams because I didn't read any of the little blurbs that they have about the TV yeah. shows or anything. So uh-huh. I was like, ooh, what's happening? And then when she woke up and she had those slashes in her dress, I was like, wait, mm-hmm. was that a dr- Like, what's going on here? And um, so that kind of threw me for a loop at first, just knowing that she was dreaming but not dreaming in a sense right yeah yeah aware of her dreams um and uh kind of and again i'm i'm a huge trivia nerd you'll find this is the more we watch these show these movies i i deep dive into these um this is like quasi based on real events okay um uh wes craven uh you know the the writer director of the film he had noticed, like, just reading the newspaper over a span of several months, that there would be these little, like, one-off stories about... Uh, it, it was some Asian country, and I don't remember which one, and I'm not going to dig it up because it doesn't matter for the moment. Um, but just a string of these little one-off stories of these of these teens in another country that were uh, just fighting sleep like religiously they were terrified of the dreams they were having and were trying so hard to not fall asleep and then these stories would come out and they were spread out far enough that there wasn't ever like a like a a news connection to them but there's these stories where these kids would eventually succumb to sleep and then die in their sleep um and so he'd seen these strung through enough newspapers over a series of time that he was like, there's there's a story here. Yeah. And that's where Nightmare on Elm Street came from. So again, not obviously not like someone hunting you yeah. in your dreams, but as much as just like, if your brain, if, if you're sleeping and your brain thinks you've died, that you may actually die. Like, cause all this is still going on in our heads. It's not like a movie where you can turn it off. Yeah. So it's interesting that, you know, like you said, you jump in and you're like, you being unaware that this is a dream, like it throws you right into it. Does. It does. Uh, they did not. They, take any time like waste time getting right into the scare i mean because it was she turned around and i was not expecting freddie to catch up to her that quickly right it's just because again you don't know you don't know the yes. environment you know and so once we establish it's the dream world then it's like oh, okay um and that i think that partially explains one problem i've always had with 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 movies especially like this one is like when the when the female is trying to run away, but it always looks like they're they're at like just a slow jog. <laughs> and it's like, you should be sprinting from the yes. trouble. I was kind of told, you know, I always thought part of it was just because possibly like 
the the speed of moving a camera like we need you to run slower so we could keep the camera on pace with you uh but but then when you place when you place it in the dream world you could just say well they are running at full speed but their dream doesn't allow them um and so yeah you're right tina wakes up from her dream she's got some slashes mom's kind of writing it off uh and then she goes to school tina goes to school the next day and meets up with her friend nancy nancy who ends up being the heroine of the film Mm -hmm. Uh, Nancy and Glenn, uh, they have a little conversation outside of the school about Tina's dream. Um, and this is, I think the first time we get a connection of, of what, like what, what kind of thread are these three noticing as they're discussing their dreams? The long, the sharp claws type. Uh, Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. That, that, uh, Tina was kind of describing her dream a little bit and then Nancy, you know, jumps on board. Like she's basically having the same dream. Mm-hmm. And Glenn, even though Glenn doesn't say anything when she, when Tina makes a reference to her dream and Glenn kind of draws his attention and he kind of, you know, kind of played by Johnny Depp. We, we, we could skirt over the fact that, <laughs> you know, this tertiary character of Glenn, Nancy's boyfriend is kind of a bumbling, useless dude. Yes. Um, but he's played, he's played by, you know, future hall of famer, Johnny Depp. Um, in his, motion picture debut but uh but yeah so we've we've got this weird sense now that you know tina had a nightmare people have nightmares all the time my son woke up this morning talking about a nightmare he had last night um but my daughter didn't have the same nightmare and her cousin didn't have the same nightmare where you know what where we're at now is they're all running on the yes. same nightmare scape which is really terrifying um you know when you when you step back and think about it too much yeah, because and so they had. Yeah. I think they even mentioned like the sweater that he had on or something, and yeah. it was like, yeah, okay, well, if th- they were wearing the same thing in that mine as well, right? And it's it's just so bizarre because there wasn't. I mean, they're having these dreams, they're suppressing these nightmares, but once they finally open up, that's when they realize there's a central figure involved mm-hmm. that that hasn't been introduced. It's one thing if they watch a scary movie and then they all have a yes. nightmare about. But it's like, this is all just popping up out of nowhere. We also meet Rod. Rod, um, you know, you know he's a bad boy because he wears a leather jacket. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> Rod Lane shows up and, uh, you know, he's kind of... And it's it's kind of a weird relationship that Tina and Rod have. Because it's I think it's purely physical. Yes. I don't think Tina likes him no. at all. She, makes, she even makes some early joke about, um, you know, that... Well, he he woke up at a certain state, and her name was all over it. It's uh-huh. like four letters on my, and it's like it's supposed to be your boyfriend. <laughs> um, and so uh, Tina invites she basically Nancy to stay over. Can you come stay the night at my house? Because I don't want to be alone. I had this terrible dream, and so Nancy agrees, brings Glenn along because Glenn's the good boy. Um, and then Rod shows up at the sleepover and uh and tina can't resist rod and his oozing charisma and uh (laughs) off the bed they go they make up yeah they do uh quite vocally they make up um you know meanwhile nancy's in bed and glenn's on the couch and you know it's like they're they're playing a high school relationship the way they're Mm -hmm. supposed to be and rod and tina they're sophomore year of college um and so Back to the dream world. Tina falls asleep. Tell us about Tina's next nightmare. So this one, 
she she had gone outside, didn't she? Yeah. And this is the one where I was like, okay, yeah, like she could def she should know this is a dream. Everyone should know because Freddie's arms were like stretching out, and yeah. he was just some really funky type of things happening. And then out of nowhere, boom, he catches her, and it flashes back to the bedroom where Rod. I mean, she's like flying around yeah. the room. Yeah, he's asleep and she's having a nightmare. And then, like, her like her nightgown kind of splits open and just razor marks right down, yeah. blood oozing everywhere. Of course, he's freaking out because he's watching her get murdered, but he can't see anybody mm-hmm. doing it. Which, again, why, why would you think, you know, why would you think that there's some dream, you know, some dream guy doing this? Uh, and then... I think one of the one of the cooler effects of the movie, um, you know, it's just oh, I, I love this movie so much. But just one of the cooler effects of the movie, where like she just starts floating, and then the room, like she's well, the room starts spinning practically. But like on film, like she starts like rolling up the wall and across the ceiling, and she's doing and, some kind of like exorcist. Type yeah, stuff. yeah. Like he, <laughs> before, yeah, before falling from the ceiling into a pool of her own blood, right there on the bed, splashes over Rod. He takes off in his tidy whities. Uh, really cool scene happened right before this too that uh, involved a wall of spandex. When Nancy's in bed. Oh yes. Yeah, Nancy's in bed, and we kind of see a, the camera set up like at her feet, and there's just an open gray wall like at the headboard mm-hmm. area. And, like, we see Freddy start to, like, poke out and then, like, really lunge out over her. Um, I remember that freaking me out when I was a yeah. kid. Like, because not understanding how you did that. It was just a wall of spandex was all it was. But, you know, just your wall of spandex, as you do. Um, and so, yeah, so now, I mean, we're full bore now. We've got our first death. Tina is just gruesomely taken, taken out. Um, you know, what are your thoughts on Freddy at this point? Um... He is a spook. He is spooky, and I just—I don't know. I guess from this, I really just thought like he was a bad, just a bad dream. I—I I know I kept—I keep saying that, but I had no clue what he truly was mm-hmm. until later. So his face is all creepy, and I just thought maybe yeah. he was something that they had made up. Right. Something I. I did not understand it until it was explained later of who and what he was. Yeah. So, yeah, it's really cool kind of reveal that these kids don't know what, like you said, they don't know what they're up to bat against. Yeah. Um, but there is a backstory that they're just unaware of. And that really, once that shows up later, it, <laughs> you, I, for me, I lost a lot of respect for the parents. <laughs> like, you know, like they've known and then just kind of kept their mouth shut. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, we meet next day, you know, I mean, Glenn and Nancy, they're at the police station. Nancy's dad's a police officer, um, you know, and they're they're looking for Rod, obviously, because he's the only he's the only suspect. Yeah. Even for Nancy, they're like, he was the only one in the room. She doesn't believe he did it just because that's not how their relationship was. But I mean, that's the only you're the only person in the room. Mm-hmm. Um, and so dad kind of uses well, not quite yet. Yeah, dad, dad uses Nancy as kind of a, kind of a decoy in a way. You know, Rod shows himself 
trying to plead himself to Nancy. Dad shows up. Rod gets arrested. And Nancy just goes off to school. Because that's what you do. Yes. That's what you do the next morning after you your friend your best friend was murdered at a sleepover at her house is you go to school. And that's what I wrote down here. I was like, if this were I mean, quote unquote real life, like you you would not be going back to school. Um, no. and I just I couldn't really wrap my mind around how she was already going back to school that soon, especially when her parents were as overprotective as they came off to be. Right. Yeah. Mom and dad are divorced. They're not together anymore. But again, dad's a police officer and mom is an alcoholic, um, but an alcoholic that really wants to protect Mm -hmm. her daughter. Uh, So Nancy goes back to school. Like, okay. Uh, But, but in all fairness, Nancy's just wanting some sort of normalcy. I can, I guess I can understand her, her principles of if I just stay home, I'm going to lose my mind. Uh, and so I'm going to go to school and she understandably falls asleep in class. Uh, and we get another dream sequence here. Another great dream sequence. Cause so far we've had what two, we have, we've had two nightmare sequences, both of which have been at night, um, you know, with a lot of shadows and, you know, just kept in the dark a little bit but nancy falls asleep in class and who's standing outside the the classroom door waiting for nancy tina and what is tina wearing she's in her body bag tina in a body bag she's just peeking her face out a little bit from that like nancy yeah Yeah. and from the clear body bags that apparently they (laughs) use back in the 80s (laughs) let's just wrap her up in an opaque body bag it'll be okay uh but it was still really creepy you know, um, it's just, and then like we see, like Nancy goes to investigate. We know we're in dreamland mm-hmm. because obviously that's not happening. Yes. And if only because Nancy just gets up in the middle of class and walks out and the teacher doesn't stop her. So we know that this is not real. Yeah. Cause I know, I know I don't, t- I'm not too privy to kids just exiting my classroom on a whim. No. And I'm sure you aren't either. <laughs> not a five or six year old, no thanks. <laughs> no, no. Even a high school kid. Like, no. Especially if, if I try to stop you and you say, my friend, my dead friend is being drugged by your feet down the hallway. Which I thought was another cool little scene as she's, like, she's laying there at the end of the hallway and then her feet rise yeah. up. And then she just gets pulled. That part was uh, definitely, um, that was a good like add to it because I, yeah. I mean, just cause she could have just walked away, but she's laying yeah. there and it's just like, whoosh. Yeah. This, I thought the special effects of this movie were, were pretty top notch. Nancy goes out chasing her, runs into the hall monitor who co- coincidentally has the same sweater on that mm-hmm. Freddy Krueger's wearing. It actually is kind of Freddy. Uh, as Nancy turns around the hall monitor, it's got a bloody nose and she's wearing the glove and speaks in Freddy's voice. And, uh, and so this is Nancy's first time running into Freddy. Yes. You know, she like goes through a door and ends up in that boiler yes. room area again. Uh, you know, but Nancy inadvertently like throws her hand against a hot pipe in the dream, which then wakes her up in the mm-hmm. real world. And she saves herself from that nightmare, but she does have a burn on her arm now. So we're starting to learn a little bit more about the dream to reality transition. Uh you know, that you, whatever happens in your dream happens in real life, but you could kind of save yourself too. Uh, so she goes to visit Rod, you know, Rod, he's, he's kind of describing, uh, 
you know, what's what happened to Tina's death along with his own nightmares, which gets Nancy convinced that it Rod didn't do it. Yeah. Like the way the guy that killed Tina is the same guy I just mm-hmm. saw and the same guy Rod just explained. So no, there's something going yeah, on. Yeah, I definitely think um, like that's when she knew that I don't know if that's when it clicked that she had to fall asleep in order to see this guy to right. see what was happening, but that was definitely when it clicked that it's like, yeah, something a lot more yeah. a lot crazier is happening. I'm gonna get a little personal here with you. Um, do you take baths? Yes, I like to to relax. Yes. <laughs> Are you any more? Uh, yeah, that's a good question. <laughs> because as I was think, I was watching this movie as I saw that scene, and you know he kind of came up. I was like, oh, I like to just you know <laughs> close your eyes, relax in the bathtub. There will be no Which more is what closing Na- your eyes. <laughs> no, that's what Nancy was doing, and, mo- and her mommy. In all fairness, mommy even said, "Hey, you got to be careful. Don't fall asleep yeah. in there." You know, you're basically in a pool. Don't you don't want to fall mm-hmm. asleep in a pool. And uh, Nancy, of course, I understand she's tired. She didn't sleep much the night before because her friend was murdered. And then, you know, she got rudely interrupted during her nap in English class uh, by Freddy Krueger. <laughs> or actually by Tina. Tina, Tina interrupted yes. her. And then uh, so she's, you know, going to catch going to catch a little shut eye taking a bath here. And uh, t- I, I want to know your thoughts on this bathtub scene. Um. Well, I like how the first time when mom had knocked on the door, you know, and he just like pulls it right back down. Mm -hmm. And then when he had started to drown her and she's then like in the ocean, almost like she's no longer in her bathtub or the boiler room. Like we're now at a whole completely different Mm -hmm. scene where, you know, she's she's trying to swim away and everything. And what I just don't understand which again, there's a lot of like not really talking and the adults not listening is when she came back and her mom came in after finally unlocking the door. Um, why didn't you just tell your mom? That's a good point. I don't know. She just, oh, I You're like, oh, I, I, just, I just fell. And it's like, oh, you were, you were screaming yeah. because you fell. Like right. I have slipped oh, I'm okay. and I, I don't scream like that. <laughs> I'm I'm okay. I'm okay, mom. Although I I love I love the like very realistic answer when her mom's like, you know, I'll go war I'll I'll go warm you up some milk. Yeah. And and Nancy's like, warm milk. That's <laughs> like just talking to herself. It's just it was it really nailed a lot of the character because I'm like, that's what a teenager would do. It's just like get out of my space. But yeah, this was terrifying. Like just that that glove coming up, especially when it's shooting from like Nancy's facial point of mm-hmm. view, and you see that thing just like creeping up there, and it's like how, especially as obviously you know as a female, like how violating a scene could this possibly yes. have been? Um, and then yeah, like you said, yanks her down below the surface to where she's in this, like you said, she's in like the ocean now, uh, just this the world's large deepest bathtub. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh but yeah she she survives another freddy attack uh just because she got away like it wasn't i mean there was really no reason why she yeah. should have gotten away but she got away um and so she's putting two two together nancy's a pretty smart girl uh she realizes that this stuff only happens in my dreams uh and so i'm just gonna stay awake you know uh takes she's on caffeine she's drinking coffee uh you know she's taking pills like 
she is doing yeah. everything in her power to stay awake. Um, invites her boyfriend Glenn over just to keep an eye on her because she understands. I got to sleep. Mm-hmm. Glenn, could you sit here and watch me while I sleep? And if I start to panic or look like I'm having a bad dream, just wake me up. Yeah. Glenn, Glenn had and, one job. Yeah. And he and, uh, killed her. And so in her dream, uh, she she goes look she basically she's gonna go check on rod uh and it was and it was weird i one thing i thought was weird i think i paid attention to it more this time than any other time i've seen it is nancy falls asleep and then she's walking out her front door she's and then she stops in her dream to ask glenn if he's still there Mm -hmm. and glenn steps out from behind the hedges like that right there proves glenn's already asleep yes like he, he's kind of in that phase of yeah, because you know. if he's if he's interacting with you in the dream, which we really see, we don't see that kind of phenomena show up again until Nightmare on Elm Street three, where people start pulling others into their dreams for help. But really, this kind of laid the groundwork for that. And that you know, Nancy's asking Glenn if he's still there, and Glenn steps out in her dream, and yeah, I'm right here. So to me, it's like. Was Glenn answering her as she sleeps and she's envisioning them there? Or did he already fall asleep and is now interacting in the same... Because we know they're in the same dream world because they're all seeing the same dream guy. So Nancy's going to go check on Rod. She gets to the police department. She looks in the window. And what does she see coming into Rod's cell? And he doesn't even open the cell. Like He just walks right through the doors. Yeah, just morphs right through it. Here he is, ready. And Andy knows, he knows she's there because when he walks through, he looks right Mm -hmm. up at her and kind of laughs. And that is when Nancy realizes I've got to, I've got to, in reality, get there to save Rod. Um, And so Nancy wakes up, grabs Glenn, they go sprinting off. Freddie apparently has just taken his time. (laughs) Yeah, he is. Because Nancy was in her bed and now they're going across town to the police department. She goes in. She's arguing with the deputy. Like, I need to go see him. Finally, dad lets him in. Lets him in. But not before we see, you know, Freddie snaking the, you know. And he doesn't, like, he almost, like, stages Rod's death. Yeah. Uh, He definitely uh, does. Yeah, he didn't go all out with his Mm -hmm. knives. Because I think he wants to keep his presence a secret still because yes. if he would have gone you know gashing through rod's flesh then the jig is up yeah. but and it also i mean it still sets it up to look like like maybe rod was feeling bad about what he mm-hmm. did or what they thought he did so he's like why not just do this to him right that's right so rod's dead death number two we're at rod's funeral Nancy's parents finally are worried. Finally. Because <laughs> they're getting ready to leave and Nancy's describing her dreams. Mm-hmm. And we get this this kind of glance between mom and dad. Like, they know more than they're letting yes. on. Um, you know, de- mom's like Marge. Her mom's name's Marge. Uh, I'm going to take her to a sleep disorder clinic and get her some help. We're going to get to the bottom of this. Even though she knows what's going mm-hmm. on. Like... She suspects what's going yeah. on anyway. Um, so meanwhile, at the sleep clinic, they put Nancy out. And what happens while Nancy's having another dream? She does she end up back in the boiler room? They don't. They don't show this nightmare. Oh, she. Gets, this, this is where she gets the hat. Yes, and yes. she does have a little slash on her arm, 
But mm-hmm. yes, this is so. This is where she comes out with the hat because she must yeah, have the, taken that from Freddie. Yeah. Yep. So the, yeah, I and I thought this was kind of cool because they've shown every other nightmare mm-hmm. so far, but this one they show they show what Nancy looks like having a yes. nightmare, and she's like jerking around in the bed, like you could tell she's yeah. fighting. Um, you know, she's being victimized, uh, and when, like you said, she wakes up, she's got his fedora, and she's got some really small. Like she got off lucky, I think. Because she was getting manhandled yeah. <laughs> in this dream and just walks off with like a couple of paper cuts on her Especially arm. Especially after getting as close to him as she could to, to get, get his, his hat. hat. But so. those paper cuts never stop bleeding. I feel yeah. like they were bleeding a, throughout the rest of the movie. As a kindergarten teacher, I'm sure you appreciate the fact that Freddie writes his name inside his clothes. <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> yes. As he'd written Fred Krueger on the inside broom of his hat. So it wasn't confused in case, you know, he goes to a party and there's a lot of fedoras. Uh, <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so Nancy now knows his name. Uh, she's brought, she realizes she could bring him into the, into the real world. Um, mom freaks. Mm-hmm. Mom just goes on a bender. She amazingly, like apparently getting home security installed in whatever town they live in. It's out in California. Uh, my wife and I have actually seen this house uh back when our daughter when we were pregnant with our daughter we went out to los angeles for a week uh and one of the, and we really didn't have any plans we went to universal we went to warner brothers like we hit the studio shows and stuff like that but what we really wanted to do was uh i got online and we spent like two or three days just driving around the los angeles and the surrounding area i had gone online and i'd found a list of like um like movie locations where they'd film things. Mm-hmm. And I purposely didn't write, de- like I didn't tie the coordinates to a title. I just put all the coordinates in the GPS and we just drove all around LA, like spot to spot to spot, not knowing where we were yeah. going, but knowing we were going to a movie location. And then when we got there, we were kind of surprised by where we were. Uh, and so this was one of the stops. And it 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 sent shivers down my spine because again I wasn't sure where we were pulling up in front of, but we pull up in front of the house and then we look over there and it is the house like still looks like the house. They have a blue door in this movie, but it's a red door in the whole rest of the series. Still has the red door. Like you get the vibe that people stop by this house a yeah. lot. Uh, but it was so surreal, like pulling in front of like the Elm street house and being like, Oh my gosh, like that's, that's the place. And then for me, just running through, like, you know, running, like filming Nancy running through the front yard, fil- you know, all that mm-hmm. stuff. And so it was really fun. Those two or three days of not knowing where we were going, but pulling up and being like, Oh, that's the house from back to the future. Oh, that's the house from ET. That would be neat. Uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, and so, yeah, so apparently getting home security installed on your house is not a problem because mom, like, Nancy went to school and when she came home from school, there's bars yeah. on every window <laughs> and the door is like, and mom's just, she's boozed out. She's drunk on the couch. Uh, but she does, she does have a conversation with Nancy, uh, who Nancy comes in and mom's got like a bottle of vodka hiding behind her. Um, but mom comes clean. And says, you know, that she knows who Fred Krueger was. Mm -hmm. And she's kind of responsible for his death. Partially responsible. That he was uh, 
a child murder and killed like 20 kids or whatever. And the, and the police let him go on technicality because that's common. You know, the, like you signed like, the wrong line. OK, go ahead and go. Right. <laughs> I understand that on a speeding ticket, yeah. but I don't know. I don't know if the American justice system would go that far with uh, <laughs> with a multi murderer yeah. of children. I'm like, well, what do you want us to do? I, we screwed up. I sure hope not. <laughs> um, and so they took vengeance into their own hands and basically got him cornered in this boiler room and burn him alive. Mm -hmm. uh, hence, Freddie looking like a burn victim. Hence, they're locating all of these nightmares in a boiler room. Yeah. Like, everything really, like, this was, this was like that, like that, that fifth card in the poker match that really brings yeah, everything together. Just, like, it tied it together. And then, you know, when mm -hmm. she... She was like, she he was a child murderer. So it's like, well, that's why he's not coming to you in your dreams as a parent because you're not a kid. Like he's, right. he's now going after, I mean, I guess his joy in life. Yeah. yeah and he's going after like the children of those who yeah. murdered him. So it's still like, I didn't get your kids then, but I'll get mm -hmm. them now. And which again, it's, just, it's terrifying, you know, to be like, even you, you, he's basically a ghost, but you're still not yeah. stopping him. Um, so Nancy realizes that he's a ghost, uh, and she's got to play on that playing field now. Mm -hmm. um, you know, so he's out for you know he's a psychopath, and he's got his needs, and and she's got to squelch them. So, arguably, the most famous murder scene of the movie takes up as Nancy calls Glenn and says to him, "Hey, I'm gonna go into my dream." And I'm going to pull him out. And I need you to be there for me. You know, yeah. set your alarm. This is when I'm going in. And I need you to come. And I need you to club him when I bring him out. Because once I bring him into the real world, he loses all of his yes. powers. He's not a ghost anymore. And so I need you to do this. And Glenn's like, absolutely. Because I'm wearing a midriff showing, you know, football <laughs> uniform. Uh, I could do that for you. No problem. Uh, so, you know, Glenn tries to call and Nancy's, or sorry, Nancy tries to call Glenn's parents won't answer the phone. Uh, and Glenn falls asleep. Yeah. Even though he's listening to the radio, watching TV with the TV sitting on top of him. Yeah. Like he above all, all else, he, he falls asleep. Did you know what movie he was watching? I didn't. He was watching a, uh, a movie called the evil dead. Which I would love to cover at some point on the on the podcast. Um, it is uh, it's a great movie. The um, back in the early two thousands, uh, a director named Sam Raimi made he made the first like Spider Man movie, okay. and then two sequels after that. Well, this was his first movie, Dead, or uh, The Evil Dead, and it takes place just a group of friends out in a cabin, you know, and all heck breaks loose. Hmm. Uh, but it's kind of a fun little story because um, in West, okay, getting all nerdy on you. <laughs> West Craven made a movie before this called The Hills Have Eyes. And The Hills Have Eyes, uh, the critics were like, it's the most terrifying movie ever made, right? So then Sam Raimi makes The Evil Dead. And in the basement of the cabin that they're in, in The Evil Dead, is a Hills Have Eyes. Uh, poster that's been ripped open okay that's sam raimi's basically saying you thought your movie was scary look at ours well now we come to this movie 
and you've got you know you've got Glenn watching the Evil Dead in bed, but is so bored by it he falls uh-huh. asleep. So that's Wes Craven's comeback. Okay. Well then, well then in Evil Dead Two, uh, there's a scene where um, like our main character goes into a shed and hanging above the shed is the actual Freddy glove from this movie that went missing after this movie was made. And it ends up on like in a scene in a whole completely unrelated movie. So there's just fun back and forth between these directors <laughs> over a series of movies that really, they mean nothing if you, if you don't know the yeah. backstory, but it's just kind of fun. And it's all tongue in cheek and they're having fun with it. That's like your guy, you thought your guy was scary. Well, you know, you know, it's just this fun little back and forth. So yeah, he uh, he falls asleep, and what happens to poor Jonathan Depp? He gets sucked into the bed, and this is the scene that I had seen when I was a little kid, and I just I thought it was a female when I was younger, but it's just like he comes on up and he's just he's gone. He is no yeah. longer with us. Yeah. Did you know the human body holds that much blood? I didn't. And that's what I was thinking on um, Tina's murder. And then this one, it was like, I even thought to myself, I'm like, wow, how I thought to Google how much blood (laughs) can a body have? Like Tina seemed a little more realistic, but she bled out in a hurry. Like the the pool that she fell into, like splashed, Mm -hmm. Uh, but it had nothing on... Nothing. On uh, jo- on Johnny Depp's red blood cell count because there was it was a geyser, it was. a a geyser out of his bed of blood, um, which which showed he fell asleep, he had a nightmare, and Freddie took took yeah. care of it, um, and so you know kind of a cool his mom comes in and like opens the door and she sees this blood flood going, and then it starts to like like cascade across the ceiling. It was just like. It was gross. Like it, there, there was, there was so nothing much. left of him. <laughs> no. Yeah, it was. It was like Glenn was pureed for <laughs> for this scene. Uh, even like even like the coroner who comes in after the scene, because now everybody reports to Glenn's house, yes. which thankfully is across the street from Nancy's house. Uh, so the police are there when she need when she needs them, although they don't respond. No. Um, but but it, like even the coroner comes out of the room like throwing yeah, up in a he, bucket. He was like this buried. is a person who sees dead uh-huh. bodies. Uh, and so, you know, Nancy, she plays home alone before she takes a nap. Uh, she sets a series of booby traps cause she's determined I'm bringing Freddie out yeah. and I need to protect myself. Um, and so lost my notes there. Oh yeah. Uh, and so she goes into her dream. We really don't, we see some of it. It, it's, it's kind of cool. Cause like this dream takes place like at her house. Mm-hmm. You know, she leaves her house. She's walking, you know, across the yard or whatever. Uh, Freddie chases her through the house. Um, she goes running upstairs and she's like running through like like this oatmeal goopy yeah, things on the, the stairs. Yeah, it's like it's really messed with her because it's like everything now is like her reality. Uh-huh. She's in her own home, but nothing's working no, as it should. It's all fighting against her. Yeah. And so she pulls him out. Um you know, he falls, of course, naturally he falls for every booby trap she sets. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was kind of a cool scene, though, because when she she pulls him out of the dream, she doesn't think he's there. And that, this part spooks me a little bit, because I was like, are you kidding me? Like, 
And I even said, because she's like, well, I guess I am crazy. And I was like, yeah. is this how it's going to end? Is this what it's going to do? <laughs> and then it was like, boom. And I was like, yeah, I'm behind the bed. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping it'd get you. It, um, it definitely did because I was like, even if I thought he came out, I'm like, maybe she'll get up and open the door and there he is standing. Nope. Right. He was right there nope. under the bed. Yep. He was ready to jump and surprise her. Did, uh, did it get you earlier when uh, he like jumped through the mirror at her? Like when she was at the, when she was at her bedroom door and he no, come jumping. No, didn't. No, because that, that was you. one of them that I thought it was going to like flash. She was going to move and he would be standing there. Oh. So I was expecting. You're expecting yes. something. Gotcha. Uh, what were your thoughts? Because we skipped over some of it. What were your thoughts on uh, when she was trying to call Glenn and end up yanking the, the phone out of the wall and then it rang anyway? Oh, yeah. No, no, thanks. That <laughs> you don't you don't want your phone to make out with no. you. <laughs> that was disgusting <laughs> and it was just like such a realistic tongue too and it was so long no. just kind of wrapping around there but the fact that it was still ringing while it was unplugged and was he because she had said yes and then you could hear those screech the little mm -hmm. like the yeah the knives yes. yeah yeah that was and, uh, that was rather i don't want to say terrifying but it was creepy. It was. Yeah, and it was just real subtle, like a phone that's unplugged rings. Mm -hmm. And then you're like, oh, no, that can't be good. You know, uh, and so the booby traps work. You know, Nancy, she's she's beating Freddy up. Mm -hmm. You know, he gets a sledgehammer to the gut. Uh, he gets, like, gunpowder, light bulb. Yeah. Like, even to the point where she... You know, I love the one where she goes downstairs and he chases her and then she like throws alcohol all mm -hmm. over him and then lights him on fire. Uh, at the time, this was the the longest firewalk scene on in film history at the time uh, where the, you've got the actor. It's obviously a stuntman, but he's on fire. And then Nancy just messes with him. He goes all the way up the stairs chasing her. And then she throws the door open to knock him back uh -huh. down the stairs. <laughs> it's like, good for you, Nancy. Like, she's afraid of him, but she's fighting <laughs> yeah, back. Yeah, she is. And so the whole time she's yelling across the street because, like, the entire police force is over there. She's yelling. Finally, one of the guys goes in to get her dad. Um, and he comes over to help out. And it's too late. Yeah. You know, they, they the police come in. She left him downstairs. Like, he kind of, you know went around the other way upstairs and when they find him he's on top of mom in bed you know still aflame yeah. um you know killing mom so it's like it's this this weird blend of he's not in the dream world anymore but he's still doing damage but there's still a lot of just like fantasy elements going yes. on like he kills mom and then mom just like lowers like yeah, well the, there was like no the, blood there was like, no blood was yeah. there because she just no, kind of there turned was no into like a glowing orb yeah she just, yeah, she was like she was like this mummified uh -huh. thing and then just kind of waves yeah. <laughs> waves at nancy <laughs> as the, like she just lowers through the bed it's all you know and then she just disappears um and so nancy realizes now because she'd been reading some dream book that um yeah glenn had even told her he had read too that if you basically you turn your back on what what you're afraid of and it takes its power away it's not afraid and i mean and that kind of makes sense you know in the real world yes. that you know you face your fears and they suddenly aren't as are as terrifying 
Um, so she sends dad away. Uh, I can handle this. It's okay. You know, Freddie rises back up another spandex shot. He comes rising back up through the bed and she basically just says, I'm not afraid yeah. of you. You have no power over me. And then he turns into, you know, a bunch of like goofy like little... lights. Yeah. And then, you know, everything's over. That's the credits, right? The movie's over. Or what happens when Nancy walks out the front door at the end? Um, everything was back to normal. And it's like almost this, this whole thing was a dream. And mm-hmm. she goes, gets in the car, and Tina, Glenn, and Rod are in the car, aren't they? Their mom yeah. waves goodbye. Mom's alive. Yeah. It was, she, she feels like a million yeah. bucks. Like, she feels so she good. She can't remember what happened, but she feels great. And then it was just like, they go to roll the windows up, and the top had kind of flipped over on the convertible. And they laughed at that at first, thinking maybe he had done it on purpose. And yeah. then the car, the car had the stripes on it from Freddie's sweater and it flashes back to mom waving goodbye at them, watching them drive away so safely. She thinks, and Freddie grabs mom from the window and pulls her, pulls her through the whole body. Like she doesn't even fold either. She just kind of, she was not a, yeah, this was not a blow up doll. (laughs) There's no chance. It was a, it was a human being, uh, (laughs) just rigid. She's got such muscle control. She kept her legs and arms, Perfectly straight. Uh, <laughs> but it you know, sucks her back through the window. We get one last little Freddy laugh. Cut to credits. And that's A Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, it's... Uh... Oh, I love this movie. So, were you... Uh, comparing the two, without getting into grades right now, are you more... Just so I know moving forward, are you more... Do you like your horror more Sleepaway Camp or more Nightmare? More Nightmare. Okay, good, good. I was hoping you'd say yes. that. Yes. Because, uh, yeah, because it's it was good. And this, this movie come out of nowhere. Um, it, you know, it, it just, they, Craven had shopped this, this script around and nobody really took a chance on it. New Line Cinema did at the time. They were in dire straits. Like, New Line Cinema was about to go under. Um, you know, they just, they were basically trying to make anything they could, hoping to keep the doors open. And this, they made this movie for a budget of like $1 million. And like it, it grossed. And now granted, this is 1984 money, but it ended up making like $57 million. Wow. It was, it was enough money to like refill the coffers at New Line. And, you know, now they've got this. So they just start cranking out sequels yeah. and they, they've now got money to do things and they, they're still around. Um, you know, New Line probably their biggest their their biggest success was the, like the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, you know that won all those Oscars way back in the day. And it's like without without Nightmare on Elm Street, those movies would not have been yeah. made from that studio. And so uh, it's just kind of yeah, they just kind of the nickname is it's the the house that Freddie built. Like they just kind of really built their reputation on that. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a definitely a fun movie for sure. Uh, so let's, let's grade this thing, shall we? Okay. I'm going to let you grade first. Okay. I'm giving this one a 93, a minus. Okay. A minus. Yes. Okay. Um, I really, I really, really liked this one. It was one of those that it's like, you don't feel like you have to watch a happy movie after. So Mm, it's not going to scare, scare me, but it definitely had a lot of really good jump scares 
And I think if it were like remade or something in the early, now more recently, so the blood didn't look as fake, uh-huh. I think it would have been way higher. But the thing bringing me down was just the fake blood. And I get it. Okay. It's, it's made years ago. So it's not like yeah. it's going to be. But other than that, the special effects were really, really good, I thought. Yeah. I will tell you that you are wrong. Uh, <laughs> and and not in all that. You are wrong because this movie has been remade. Uh, somewhat recently. Okay. And-, um, and it is abysmal. Okay. The remake is terrible. It was remade in 2010. Um, and just for reference, this movie, looking for uh, reception. Hold on. There we go. Critical response. Um, let me just go to the tomato meter here. Yeah, they, they did remake this movie. There was a, uh, a bunch of... Um, they remade this. They remade Friday the 13th. Of course, they're still re- remaking Halloween. So they remade a lot of them. But Nightmare on Elm Street was remade like 12 years ago. Okay. And uh, with uh, they similar story, uh, same kind of characters or whatever, but they made Freddy a, a child molester instead. Okay. Uh, and let's see here. And while the original, let's see. Um, are you familiar with Rotten Tomatoes? No. Okay. It's a it's like a aggregate review site. Okay. Like all the critics across the nation that write for major newspapers and online forums or whatever, they'd write the reviews and Rotten Tomatoes kind of combines them all together to give it a score. Okay. Um, and uh, the original Nightmare on Elm Street, of course, we're reviewing right now is my fingers aren't typing fast enough. This movie got on... Okay. The original Nightmare on Elm Street, 95% of the critics that have reviewed this movie gave it a positive review. Okay. 95% of them. The remake made 12 years ago, 14% of the critics gave it a positive review. It is a terrible, terrible movie. Um, You know, it is by far the low... Like... There are some really bad sequels to this movie. Yeah. And all of them still outscore the remake. Wow. The, re- the remake is bad. Uh, I remember, I, I believe my wife and I saw it in the theaters. Kind of excited. I was going to say, you were probably pretty pumped to see it because it's like... You know, I, I was... Because I liked the actor mm-hmm. that took over for Freddy. I was like, what kind of... Uh, no. they Too much CGI. Okay. That's really what it boils down to. You know, Freddy is scary looking, but in the in the in the remake, like they really tried to make him look like a burn victim. So they took away a lot of like the grizzliness uh-huh. that he had, like like the scarring yeah, or whatever. Like, and it, he, he was looks he, almost in this. Yeah, one. yeah. This he looks like a straight burn victim. Okay. And so, um, you know, it's it. Yeah, and uh, yeah, 184 reviews. Fourteen uh, percent of them were positive. And out of the 100,000 plus audience reviews, only 43% of them were positive. Compared to the original, which was 84% positive out of 250,000 positive, or 250,000 ratings. So uh, the original, it, I mean, it's, you know, 
and why say you're wrong? It's not because your 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 grade wasn't wrong, but it's like if they remade this today, and you said that, I'm like, you know, they didn't remake it. No, yeah. but they did remake it. Yeah, when you said it, I'm like, you don't know about the remake. Yeah, the the remake is terrible. Okay. Um, and so I will I will spare you the hour and a half. Unless I don't even have it on the server. Like that's I have all the other ones on the server. I'm like, not even wasting the the hard drive space on that one. Uh, and so, but a 93, that's solid. It's, it's better than the grade you gave Sleepaway yes. Camp. You gave Sleepaway Camp a B plus, but to be fair, uh, and I think you'll probably agree, even though we're talking about horror here, these two aren't in the, it's like, they're not in the same subject. Right. Yeah. It's like, they're, they're not, you know, they've, yes, the horror audience will watch both, but you don't watch Sleepaway Camp and then watch Nightmare and expect the same experience. Exactly. And so I, I respect that. A 93A minus. I like it. I, uh, I'm giving this one. This one's getting an A plus okay. for me. Uh, nostalgia is a huge reason why. Uh, like I said last week, this is, this is the first horror film I remember ever watching. Uh, and I remember it scaring me. But it, if you lived in the 80s like I did, you could not escape Freddy Krueger. Uh, you know, you had this movie come out in 84. Friday the 13th Part 2 was 85. Part three was, or Friday 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Nightmare on Elm Street 2 was 85. Part three was 87. Part four was 88. Part five was 89. Wow. It's like, it was every year. Yeah. It was there all the time. Uh, it's kind of like the Paranormal Activity movies were there for a while. It's like all the mm-hmm. time. Um, but but at the same time, like, this, this came out in an era where movies went to the theater and then they went to, they went to like, the video store. And so um, you didn't have a bunch of indie films being made because you didn't have, everybody was still shooting on film. So you needed studios and their money behind your project. You couldn't just go film a phone or film a movie on your iPhone, edit it on your computer. And then suddenly it's gaining buzz Mm -hmm. around the world. There was no internet. This was strictly, if you wanted to see a movie, you went to the theaters and this is what people wanted to see. Um, And so you just, you couldn't escape it. There was Freddy cereal there. I mean, it was everywhere. Freddy Krueger was everywhere. Like I remember him getting an interview. I think it was on like the Johnny Carson show or something like that. Like in character he went. Uh, and so, yeah, he was definitely a, uh, you know, a, a huge icon of that era. And of course still maintains it today. So yeah, I give this, I give this an A plus nostalgia is a huge reason Two is it's just, I, I, I just think it's a great film. Like I like the story. I like that you have a power, a powerful female as your lead. Like she's not some damsel in distress. Yeah. Um, you know, she's facing down real fear, and nobody in her, nobody. I won't say her parents don't believe her, but they want to. They just kind of want to push yeah. to the side of like, well, we took care of him. Yes, and like, uh, there's definitely nobody in her corner. No, no, not at all. And uh, and so he definitely. Uh, she was outmatched in his world, hence bringing him into hers. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so I think that there's, there's a lot more behind this, you know, from a critique point of view that one could take, yeah. but no, it gets, it gets an A plus for me for sure. Uh, I'm glad you, I'm so glad you I did. did. I, I really am. did. And I think um, as we go on and I see some uh-huh. more of these movies that are, I mean, older than I am and I watch them yeah. and I'm introduced to them then it's like the blood wouldn't maybe stand out to me as much as it does. Right. But I'm used to right. seeing movies now where it's like, wow, like that is that real human blood? 
blood, not yeah. a bucket of red paint. Like, right. it's, yeah. you know. I gotcha. Yeah. The blood in this is very liquid. Yes. You know, very, you know, the viscosity was too high. Like, it just, it wasn't, it wasn't like thick and syrupy yeah. the way it should be. But yeah, I get you. I get you. And you'll, and I hope you come around. Like I said, we could watch, we could watch the real terrible stuff and you'll be like, oh my God, you know, but, uh, but no grading on a curve. That's not fair either to, to be like, well, Nightmare on Elm Street deserves a high, I'm changing his grade because that one was yeah. awful. Uh, uh, so, okay. Now we got to get to the nitty gritty. Doesn't necessarily apply to you whole, whole much, but being an educator in this environment. I'm going to go on a more serious note and say, like, for the educators that might be listening, this is why you should listen to your students. Mm -hmm. And I just think that it's really important, like, not even talking about, like, working in a scary situation like this, but it's like, this is, this is when you need to listen to your kids. Because it's like, if somebody would have listened to Nancy... This could have possibly, I'm not saying it would have been solved because she still would have right. been having these dreams probably, but someone could have been there to support her a little bit. Right. I think this will put, and to go, you know, to take it one step further, obviously in this world of fiction, Freddy is not a real monster. Yes. Like it, this, this, this is pure fiction. This doesn't happen, but to go side, you know, to go hand in hand with what you're saying about listening to your kids, they face real monsters at home, yeah, and they may not know how to discuss that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. But in the world of, you know, on paper, we're all mandated reporters. We are all legally obligated to report any mistreatment and misgivings upon our children. But I am, I am very certain, without any proof, but I'm very certain that there are a lot of educators that don't want to get rolled up into that world of paperwork or whatever. Yeah. So they just disregard some of the signals yeah. from the kids. Because the kid's fine today. So, I mean, you know. We'll... Or even if the kid says, oh, I fell off my bike. And the teacher's like, okay. Yeah. Even though those that may not line up mm -hmm. because you fell off your bike last yeah. week. You know. Um, and so it's worth a phone call home to see if the story jives. Yeah. You know, just like, hey, so-and-so came in bruised today. I just want to, you know, and maybe leave out the, he said he fell off his bike and see if the parents yeah, give you the same exactly. story. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it is definitely, I, I love, I love that. I love that connection of, you. it is important. You got to listen to your kids. You got to look out for the trauma that they're dealing with. Um, because, yes, we all have our own, like, life paths and we all have our own set of, you know, responsibilities and expectations and obvious and quite honestly, um, you know, how we categorically list things that for some people may not be very high on the totem pole, but it is our job. Yeah. And, you know, even as a, as a high school, as a high school teacher, um, if word got back that the, that girl was murdered and her best friend was in class the next day, no, you're not. Yeah, exactly. You're not. And it's like... I'm not sending you home, but get out of my mm -hmm. classroom. You need to go... Like, I need to be talking to the principal. We need... Even if she has to just go sleep on the cot all day. Yes. Although, she probably would have died if she slept probably. on the cot. But still. But, but just the nature of like, oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. No, you're not responsible for Macbeth today. No. <laughs> no. Um, no. There is no type of learning to be done. Right. About that. Yeah. And... 
Well put. Well put. What about the the three little jump roping uh, white dress blonde singing girls? I don't know why. That, those would be those would be the girls in your class. I'd like they to see were, how you handle those girls. They were girls. so cute too. <laughs> um, that is who I was talking about in a haunted trail that we did. Like yeah. I said, I think it was for softball or something. And I just remember my dad had a glove on, and he we taped butter knives to his fingers, and I didn't even know what Freddie looked like at that time, but I knew he had. Right. Knives as hands. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was sitting there on a swing singing one, two, Freddy's coming for you. <laughs> and Completely oblivious. <laughs> completely oblivious. And, um, yeah, that, and that was like a jump rope, which we have that today, but it's like one, two, better tie your shoe, yeah. three, four, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it was just kind of, I don't know, that, that part was also kind of spooky because they were all singing it in unison and they're all... They're always just, they were like little ghosts. Yeah, one of my favorite shots from this movie, and it's it's very minor and very easy to overlook, is the first time we see those girls jump roping, uh, and it was it was after Tina's first dream when they're on the way to school the next morning, and the the camera had they're pointed at the girls, they're jump roping, everything's in slow motion, and there's kind of a fog effect going on, like it's 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 thick to look through it's not real clear and then as the as the camera pans to the right to catch glenn driving up the road the further it pans away from the girls the more that fog lifts and then by the time it gets to glenn's car it's gone and it's now back in real time of course those girls are not really there jump roping it's part of it's part of the dream world but it's just it's such a I, i love that shot every time i watch the movie just the transition of this this kind of dream fog state to the real world and they never cut away from it. It just, it, they just transitioned to yeah. it. It was really cool. So, all right. Well, you got two A's on this one. I, I think, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street's <laughs> doing all right for himself so far. Uh, is there anything you want to watch next week or should we shuffle it for next week? Um, okay. So today at volleyball practice, I overheard uh-huh. some of the girls. They went, is there a new scream movie out? Yeah. Okay, so some of them were like, oh, yeah, we went to go see it. And I know we watched Scream because I was screaming the whole time. And <laughs> I know, hilarious. Um, but one of them said that The Terrifier is the scariest movie they've ever seen. Okay. Have you seen it? I have. <laughs> and you're little, like, is it good? Is it worth? If, if you like gore, uh-huh. this movie is for you because that's all this movie is. Okay. Um, so I, sometime I'd like to put that in the mix. Um, we could, we could do it whenever you want. I don't okay. Care. So we can, we can shoot for that one. Okay. Terrifier for next week. Terrifier 2 just came out in theaters oh. too, by the way. So, um, there will be an opportunity for a sequel at some point yes. in the somewhat near future. Cause movies used to take like six months from theater to like the movie store and theater to Blu-ray. Uh, but now with all these streaming services, it's like a month. Yeah. Like it hits theaters and then they make all the money they can in the first like three weeks. And the next thing you know, it's on HBO Max or, or whatever Something, they call yeah. it, you know. Yeah. And, uh, and so Terrifier 2 is out. Uh, I have seen Terrifier. It is, it's, it's heavy. Okay. Um, uh, my wife and I were actually talking about it the other day because I told her the sequel's coming out. Uh, and we watched it and it, it was, it's a lot. Okay. Like there is... <laughs> Like, Sleepaway Camp had gore, and Nightmare on Elm Street had gore, 
But they also, both those movies still had a plot. Uh-huh. And I do not know what the plot of the Terrifier <laughs> is, of Terrifier, other than to get you from one extreme gore scene to the next. Okay. Is it kind of like, like Saw gory? Um, yeah. Okay. Pro- probably a little further than All that. Right. Because I feel like the gore in Saw was was sudden. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, you've got like the reverse bear trap that like, boom, it snaps and it's over. Whereas Terrifier is more like, we're going to let this linger on the screen for two or three minutes while you watch it unfold. <laughs> so uh, that's fine. Terrifier is fine for next week. It'll be, uh, it, it's been a while since I've seen it. So I remember one specific scene from the movie and that's it. I I um, had never heard of it like until one of them right. said it. So afterwards I Googled it because I was like, hey, I bet that'd be a good one to kind of throw in the mix. Yeah. yeah. So I was yeah. like, man, maybe he won't, won't have been able, hasn't seen it yet, but. Uh, no, I have. I gotta, I gotta get it. I gotta get it too. Okay. I don't have it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Terrifier for next week. So uh, we got it. I like it so far. <laughs> We're two. We're two for two, and uh, I like that you're bringing something to the plate. Because again, I'm ready. I'm. I already had Plex popped up. I was ready to shuffle if we needed to shuffle. That's... But I like the fact that you're like. That I do. I like the fact that you're like. I overheard this movie, and I want to watch it. And I'm like, let's do it. Let's do it. At some point. Yeah. Um, I would like to do a little compare and contrast of it, the old yeah. one, and then the new one. I mean, absolutely. Uh, just because I haven't seen the old one in a long time, but I have mm-hmm. seen the new one it when it did come out in theaters. Right. Uh, so yeah, just a little throw that out. Okay, there Okay. So well. let let me ask you this: uh, the original was like a, t- a made for TV movie. It's long. Yeah. It's like three hours or something like that. But I think if memory serves me, the original movie is probably more in line with with it too. Because the original was like all adults yeah. with a few kid flashbacks. And I know the first it was all kids. Mm-hmm. So we could even do we could do three weeks in a row for I care. I don't okay. I don't care. Um I haven't seen you know, it too. I haven't either. So that'll be I haven't, the, I haven't the only movie you haven't seen. <laughs> Thus far, yes. Unless it shows up on my on my randomization of the month, it actually, in all fairness, it actually did show up yesterday. Uh, but I skipped over it because it's been so long since I saw the first one mm-hmm. that I wanted to watch the yeah. first one again uh, before I watched the second one. So I did pass on that one. But uh, we will definitely watch Terrifier for next okay. week. Uh, and so week two is in the books of the Education Podcast, where a couple of teachers watch a scary movie and talk about it. Uh, I like the insight on this one. I like the I like the educational slant of listen to your kids because yeah. you know they may not be they may not be able to know how to say exactly what's going on, but they can let you know if something's going on that shouldn't yeah. be. So make sure make sure you're tuning in. Uh, and terrifier for next week, uh, one that I will be very curious to see how we <laughs> handle the education of this because uh, it's it's. Um, I've got a theory on horror. I think there's two styles of horror. And I think today's style is definitely more what our kids are subjected to. And that is the the world of the jump scare. Mm-hmm. Um, and and the other side of horror is the side where you actually like take yourself out for a moment and think about the situation. And while it may not be full of jump scares, 
a lot of times that scenario is far more terrifying than the jump scares. Something like A Nightmare on Elm Street. There weren't a lot of jump scares in the movie, but when you think about it, that how do you like how do you fight your nightmares? You know, like you can't. You're literally you're lying still in bed and your brain is doing all the all the work Mm -hmm. and you're not in control at all. And so how do you fight your nightmares? And what do you do when your nightmares start to fight you? Like, that's kind of terrifying. Um, You know, and so I think a lot of movies today, kids get wrapped up with, it wasn't scary because I didn't jump enough. Um, Which is, I mean, how I was raised. Kind of, you know, like, I think my first scary movie, well, was probably the original It. But Uh that was a long time ago. And then The Haunting in Connecticut, where it's like those were pretty much jump scares. Like nothing about it was scary. Right. Yeah. You didn't, am I spooked? You didn't walk. Yeah. Yeah. You didn't walk out of the theater thinking about yeah, it. Yeah. No. Uh, I, and I think the perfect example that I have is several years ago. Um, it would have been around your era. Uh, you know, we could talk about the, the people involved after, after the recording, but I had two students that there was a movie that came out called it follows and it's an indie film, and I knew it was coming to the theaters, and it was one that I felt that if I didn't bring it up to these kids, they probably would have never seen it. So I pushed on a couple of kids. I'm like, hey, there's a scary movie coming out, and they're like, oh, we love scary movies. I'm like, you got to go watch this one. It is, it's, it's, it is. It's just it's frightening to go watch it. Uh, and so they did, and they came back on Monday, and they're like, that movie sucked. And I'm like, what do you mean it sucked? Like, it wasn't scary at all. And I'm like, okay, I hadn't seen it yet. So I'm like, what do you mean it wasn't scary? Like, tell me more about what it wasn't scary. Well, you know, and they were basically, oh, I, it wasn't jumpy or whatever. One of them then proceeded to tell me, not even drawing the connection, that when she went home that night, she slept with her light on. And I told her, I go, so it scared you? No. I'm like, you, hours, hours after you mm-hmm. watched this movie it still bothered you enough to be sleeping in the yes. dark. <laughs> and that's when it like a light bulb clicked in this girl's head. She's like, like she never equated scary to mm-hmm. that before. Cause everything was, well, if I don't jump, it's yeah. not scary. But I'm like, no, you slept with the, like you, I think she was a senior even like you're a senior in high school and you chose to sleep with the lights on because a movie you watched four hours ago still bothers that's what's scary is when they yeah when they blur the line between imagination and reality and it's like yeah this could happen yeah or even just if if the thoughts of it linger yeah like like in like you said because yeah you watch a scary movie and you leave the theater and you laugh about it because ha 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 we jumped but you're not afraid then you were you were startled and and so so many kids today i think get wrapped up with that movie startled Mm -hmm. me but they think they say the movie scared yes. me. I'm like, no, it didn't scare you because you, as soon as it happened, you laughed about uh-huh. it, you know, but, but when you are feeling the tension and you're getting kind of clammy because you're worried about the people in the movie, like that's crosses the line of like this, I, I'm still thinking about yeah. this. This is not scary. And so nightmare, you know, it's one of those that, yeah, there's some jump scares, but really you think about it, you're like, you know, th- this is this is creepy. Like, what happens? Mm-hmm. You know, I can't. How do you save your kids yes. if they're dreaming? And uh, and so it is. It's it's eerie stuff. So uh, Terrifier, I don't think is going to be one of those that we uh, lose any sleep okay. over. It's not. It's not a bad movie, but it is. It's it's gory. Okay. It's 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 heavy on the gore. 
Uh, and so that'll be one. I know my wife won't watch it with me. She watched it once. She's like, eh, that's a bit too Not much again. for me. <laughs> I'm like, fair enough, fair enough. But I know you like the gore. I do. So we will, uh, we will be back next week to cover that. Um, we are on social media. You can hit us up. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, YouTube, if you prefer to watch. Any podcast app, if you prefer to listen. Uh, and uh, I will. I think we're working on a TikTok, possibly. Yes. Um, you know, it's we're, we'll figure out. I'm not a TikTok I, person, and but we'll I'm fig- in the age where I'm like young enough that I haven't seen some of these things, but I'm old enough to where I'm learning TikTok. <laughs> yeah. So I've I've been on the fence. I'm like, do I really want to? And I'm like, I've gone this long without it. Uh, but if it's for the show, who knows? Well, because I know it's it's all video, so we'll have to figure out a way to. To, to dice up to dice up our YouTube to get things on there. I don't know. We'll figure it out. But anyway, thanks for coming to listening to another week of the Education Podcast. And we hope you vid- you come back next week where we discuss uh, Terrifier. Uh, it is another killer clown movie. Um, and uh, I can't even think of what the clown's name is in the movie. Like it's going to feel like a new movie for me when I okay, watch it again. Good. Uh, but but uh, but yeah. So I'm I'm interested. Maybe if you think about it, talk to those talk to those kids uh, that say it's the scariest movie ever made, and kind of get some <laughs> insight on what they think. Uh, and so maybe we could dabble some of that in the show next week of what they why they thought <laughs> why it's what the they scariest think. Movie so, to them. Yeah. And so all right. Well, thanks for coming by, everybody, and we'll hope to catch you next week. See you later.